in the Dante's Divine Comedy, Dante's Inferno, when um, Dante finally enters uh, hell, enters the, uh, the, the actual kingdom of hell, he has to go through a door. And on this door, there is a little poem written on it. Uh, and some of those verses are, you know, in Italy, uh, we kind of all read uh, Dante somehow. And so those are famous verses. And it says, uh, uh, through me, you go through the uh, sorrowful um, city. Through me, you go to the um, um, sorrowful people. Through me, through me, you go to the lost people. Anyway, the, 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 this poem continues in the last line. It says, uh, uh, leave behind any hope or you who enter. And so uh, when Dante wanted to somehow describe what hell was going to be like, he said two things. First, uh, it is going to be painful. Uh, people are going to suffer there. And second, uh, it is the place where there is no hope. Every hope has to be left behind. Uh, when people when arrive there, uh, they, they, there is no hope. They, you know, the Christianity is, uh, is possible because uh, there is hope. We, we know that Christ is real, Christ is alive, Christ is uh, among us, and that gives us hope. When you get to hell, you're left behind Christ, and so there is no, no hope left. But today we live in a post-Christian world, a world that decided to leave behind Christ. And so somehow it is a world that, this, where the, um, that decided to leave behind hope. Uh, we live in a world where hope is not a common thing because Christ is not present in the world anymore. Not because he is not, because people left him. People don't, don't want to have anything to do with him. Now, I would imagine that if you are here tonight, um, instead of doing other things, because you, you somehow know that Christ is real, you, you believe, you are people of faith. Uh, but we live in this world that has abandoned Christ. We live in this world uh, without hope. And that uh, affects us anyway. Even if we still know that Christ is real, even if we still want to follow him, we are still affected by uh, this world, which lost every hope. And uh, the Samaritan woman somehow describes this world. The Samaritan woman was a woman who had lost hope. The Samaritan woman was a woman that didn't, uh, wasn't looking for anything else in life anymore. A husband, then another, then another, then another, then another. You know, sometimes we hear uh, people who have uh, a little bit messed up lives, have been through several marriages, but five, I, I don't know if I know anyone who's gone through that, even in, in today's world. And she was living with another one, didn't even bother to become her husband. And the sign that she was uh, so hopeless, so, um, you know, without desire, with a, alone, is the fact that she went to pick up water at the well in the middle of the day. 
Uh, the middle of the day is uh, not when no normally people would go and get water. First, you need water in the morning. You wake up, you want to drink, you want to wash, you start preparing the meals. That's when you need water. The middle of the day, it's kind of late. Also, in the middle of the, in the, uh, in the morning, um, it's cooler. Everybody's going to the well, so it's a nice social moment too. You go there, you chat with your friends and that kind of stuff. But for the Samaritan woman, that was not a desirable moment. To be with other women there at the well, to maybe to be bullied or uh, to be mocked or to be uh, shunned. She didn't want to be there, so uh, she went in the middle of the day. Uh, making everything more difficult for herself. And yet, she needed to do that. She didn't have any hope, any, any friendship, any real desire. And so the Samaritan woman somehow represents to the, today's world very well. A world that abandoned God, that messed up many things in life. A world that is wounded because of he is missing. But there is a difference between the Samaritan woman and this world. And that is this, this world is so good at self-medicating. You know, we all have things that we use to uh, not to think about our wounds, not to spend time contemplating uh, our, our limits or what we really need to, to do in life with our phones, uh, with social media, with, you know, TV, uh, or sometimes with substances and whatnot, it is so easy today to, to be distracted from that hopelessness we uh, live in. Uh, and so we need to, to fight. We need to fight that and more than the Samaritan woman did. She was uh, very, very aware of, uh, of her womb. She perfectly knew that there was something wrong in her life, something dissatisfying, something that was not enough in her life. She was completely aware. In fact, the very first moment she met Christ, she was able to recognize him. She was able to say, you are the Messiah, even before all the apostles. That's how... Um, painfully aware she was of her condition. But in today's, in today's world, we are not that aware. We are numbed by the technology and, and all the other things about our condition. Uh, she is uh, like uh, the psalm said today, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. She heard his voice and her heart melted right away. And, uh, and, and, and she went, became a missionary. She became like the first of the apostles. She went to, to the others saying, I've, I've met the Messiah. He told me everything I've done in my life. He knows. Uh, go, come and listen to him. And so we need to, uh, to, to fight uh, this numbness uh, that um, make us insensitive towards our real condition, towards the condition we live in, this hopelessness that somehow affects us in, uh, today as well. 
And so for that reason, during the, 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 the period of Lent, the church proposed those three little exercises to, to take up, uh, almsgiving, fasting, and uh, prayer. And those are little things that, uh, um, you know, it's like going to the gym and starting lifting weights. Maybe they are easy. You just give up chocolate, a little thing. And maybe you start to say two extra little Hail Marys a day. It's like you go to the gym, you start with a five-pound weight. Little things, baby steps. But in doing that, we become uh, more able to do more. We become... Um, uh, you know, our soul somehow is, is trained to, to, to do more, to become, to become more awake, more alert, more ready for the Lord. And so let us start from, uh, you know, taking seriously those, those things. And, you know, we have been doing that already for a few weeks now. Um, maybe it is time to, to move from the five-pound weight dumbbell to the ten-pound weight um, dumbbell. So uh, to, to, to do something that still um, that, that allows us to, to grow uh, in, uh, in that awareness, in that uh, alertness that we need in order to recognize Christ as the, the, the only one who can uh, bring hope to our life, the only one who can really make a difference. Um, this is the first thing. The second thing is uh, the whole world is waiting for him. When the Samaritan woman went to, to the village, everyone came out. Everyone was interested. She was not the, the most popular woman in that, in that place. And yet, everybody uh, listened to her, paid attention to her, because they too were waiting for something. The whole world is waiting for Christ. And so, we who are here tonight, uh, we who are close to him, we are his friends, we need to bring him to the whole world. And so let us uh, um, take more seriously those uh, uh, Lenten practices and let us share our love for Christ, our need for Christ with others because they too uh, need him and they too may start to recognize him as the Lord of their lives and be changed, be transformed by that so they too may meet the Lord when he comes.